0: Welcome to Warren Radio with your
1: hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening.
0: Greetings and welcome to Warren Radio Battlelines. I am Tower, and we are glad you joined us. Warren Radio Battlelines broadcasts. We feature an in-depth biblical study each week. All correspondence and inquiries of the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Can be sent to us through our contact page on warren-usa.com. Today is Thursday, the 23rd day of April, 2020. And the scripture reading this week is Leviticus chapter 12, starting at verse 1 through chapter 15, verse 33. Second Kings chapter four verses forty two through chapter five verses nineteen. Also second Kings seven verses three through twenty. And the New Testament portion is Mark chapter fifteen verses one through sixteen and Romans chapter six verses eight through twenty three. Be sure to follow the WIBR Warren Radio on Facebook at hashtag WatchmanIS216, on Twitter at hashtag Warren Radio and hashtag WatchmanIS216, on LinkedIn it's hashtag Watchman, and you can join us on USA.life and MeWe. Look for hashtag Warren Radio. And the Warren Radio Network is available through the following carriers Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes Players, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Warren Radio Visions on Blog Talk, Podcast Addict, Castbox, Google Podcast, Deezer, Anchor, Podchaser, and you can also listen to the shows by going to warren-usa.com. And DanaGlennSmith.com. Please take time to read the pertinent articles by the Watchmen. They apply to this day and age we're living in. They're inspired, so I encourage you to read them and pass them along to your friends. This week we feature enduring hope. No continuing city. Enduring hope. We have no continuing city here. We are. The city of God where righteousness dwells yet living in America. It is true that many who live here have a hope in this nation and body of Christ presses toward the prize body of Christ. The born again believer presses ahead that is to pursue to follow that is as in pursuit where you are in a race to reach the end prize, or mark, which is the high calling found in Christ Jesus. And now I welcome in the Watchman.
1: You're listening to Warn Radio. On the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com and also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings, Dana. How are
0: you doing tonight?
1: Well, I'm doing good. How are you doing?
0: Oh, I'm doing good. Thank you.
1: Well, you know, a lot of stuff's been going on, and uh, if we look at this year, you know we have had, especially since Trump has been in there, a never ending impeachment by the Democrats, never ending criticism. Nothing but trouble and uh, people among the Democrats Some of them are absolutely horrible And we found that a number of Democrats yes, are. are leaving their party We found a number, one in particular recently Vernon, I think his name is Vernon Jones, a black senator I think he was a senator, but at any rate, he, he resigned what he was doing and he's taken up the mantle to challenge the Democratic Party to stop doing what they're doing. Good. And in all, we see a lot of trouble. And uh, with the coronavirus, uh, there's there is other issues. People, you know, we're facing a lot of. Very, very troubling circumstances as a result of this, especially where we're at. We see a lot of the oil where we have a, a this kind of an economy, as well as the coal mines. Um, the whole thing is right on the verge of uh, there's a lot of them that are collapsing right now. And uh, states are talking about declaring bankruptcy, um, you know, even... Um, uh, I forgot uh, which one it was in, in the uh, Senate who uh, said that, uh, you know, the, the states have to just go ahead and declare bankruptcy. But the one well, thing McConnell?
0: that. Was that McConnell? Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, but the one thing that we've done <clears throat> for over two decades is preach repentance. And in all of our teachings and everything to the church, to uh, the Sugar Plum Church and the fairy tale Jesus. And I mean that sincerely. I have spoken out about this, the need to repent and change. Now, of course, it was some time ago when we had double blood moons. And uh, I talked about that actually being part of a phase or something would happen. And we did see something happen. One of the greatest bloodsheds of the of, uh, Christians across the world that we have seen it happened on on the feasts in that particular time it was 2014 2015 when the worst of it hit and then of course we had you know the next thing that happened was uh Uh, the eclipse and it divided America right in half. And at that time I warned America of the division that was even before Trump got elected. It came to pass, uh, was evident when uh, really truly evident when Trump got in. Now, see what we're facing now is something interesting because not only do we have the coronavirus, not only do we have trouble with China right now, China is at uh, odds with America. It looks like any kind of relationship with China is back to the Cold War. We have Iran right now that is in one big mess, and it looks like uh, that thing, uh, it's going to be hard for the Ayatollah to hang on power because of the trouble with the oil themselves they're having. Oil is such yep. a glut he, here in America that there's no place to put any more oil and uh, the Saudis are sending I uh, forgot how many ships it was in the news today uh to dock over in a Texas port to unload and uh one of the an oil producer was saying that will start the apocalypse and the end. Uh, this is how bad it's getting in some areas. Uh, and a number of the states refused to uh fully go back to work because of uh, the threat of the coronavirus and so what we have now is a couple of things coming out of various ministries and I only happened upon this by uh uh happen chance because uh Uh, Number one, Sid Roth, who I uh, I do know of, I've known of him for many, many, many years. He's uh, he's a messianic Jew um, who believes in the supernatural, and I don't blame him. Uh, And he is, uh, God is preparing the church for something great. Now, that's the way he put it. Now, there's an interpretation to that. Whenever you think God is preparing the church for something great, you had better duck. And uh, because I can guarantee you that what he is trying to tell you, you'd better listen, because it's the same thing I've been saying. He points to something that the Reverend Tracy Cook from Miracle Life Tabernacle Ministry said that God was going to use. He was using 2020 to deal with the landscape of the church. And uh, he went on to say the church has broken its Mm -hmm. vow to God and he will use this year to foster deeper intimacy with the people. Now, see, whenever you talk about broken the vow to the church, that's precisely exact vow. Another word for vow is, of course, covenant. And of course, when we talk about the children of Israel, uh, Solomon, after his reign, uh, the house of Israel was broken into two, the southern tribes, which was Judah. And the northern tribes which we call the lost tribes of Israel, both of them eventually were overran and they were uh, were sent into history as being uh thrown out of the land israel uh uh Judah eventually came back after seventy years however the northern tribes uh there's some of them in the land but most of them are what we call um, uh being um Lost in the world don't know where they're at but at any rate now what happened with the coronavirus and what has been going on is the fact that right now right now all of this again happened during the spring feast now this is entirely important I've been watching this stuff for years and of course I can tell you that Sid Roth has to and many many Jews watch this as well especially Israel. And when you see this kind of a thing happening in Israel, the coronavirus and the fact that we had to stay in the homes during Passover, just like the children of Israel had to stay in their homes in order to keep the death angel uh, death from hitting them, and they had to apply the blood. Now, see, there is something here very, very deep that you have to understand spiritually. And uh, this is uh, extended way beyond Passover into what is happening now. Roth uh, went on – now, see, what I'm telling you is a lot of what I, what comes in my spirit, and I'm relating it to Roth. Now, when I get to quoting Roth, I'll tell you. Okay, now, he pointed to uh, Reverend Tracy Cook, and I quoted what Cook, uh, Cook said. Now, he was talking about the coronavirus. Okay, I just made it back. Everything went off.
0: Okay, I uh, I can hear you.
1: Okay. So at any rate, there's probably going to be a couple of minutes of silence. There may even be some of our talk because everything just went silent. I was trying to find out if we could get it. Um, and, of course, it, it could be part of our signal here, but uh, it really looks like it was on the part of uh, the workings in uh, blog talk. And this has happened before, but not a lot. So at any rate, I want to get back to what we were talking about. The first part yes. will still be what we were saying. And uh, so uh, Roth, Sid Roth, was saying that uh, God will use this. Uh, he quoted that uh, Qu- Cook that said uh, the church had broken its vow to God and would use this year to foster deeper intimacy. Then Roth went on to say that the coronavirus and other chaos, now of course other chaos is simple, we talk about this every week, you have the coronavirus, and then of course you have all of the radical Islam that's going around killing Christians, and you have so many things happening all at the same time as well as the problem with the oil and the economy and the whole thing is starting to come loose at the seams. And what this also points to, now see, I'm saying this. He's not saying it, but he was just talking about the chaos. My words were explaining that chaos. And he says it's a sign that God will pour out his spirit on the church. Now, see, there again, you know, pouring out his spirit on the church is good, but you've got to understand the context of this. The context of this is that the church and many Christians are not where they need to be. And he says it starts with repentance, the very thing that we've been talking about for a long, long time. And he says the major mark of the next move of God's spirit is repentance. It's always a major mark of the next move, almost all the time, repentance, because the spirit of God is not just about miracles. It's about convicting people of sin. And uh, he tells people in this time of quarantine to repent and pray in tongues without uh, ceasing course he's not talking uh to the baptists who don't believe in tongues but at any rate it's there um and of course he's excited about new beginnings now see the person that wrote this of course cbn put it up they always put things up in a good light uh and of of course this is this is even with cnn their messages many time uh while being biblical sometimes they fail to really hit the Uh, The prophet's uh, main arrow here into the uh, thing And that is that yes We could face a very, very tough time And you need to turn your Okay, thank you Um, This particular thing There's a lot of trouble that could hit And uh, with everything coming on You have America as it is That right now, before this thing hit, we have seen uh, President Trump leading the way for America, hitting more uh, uh, records as far as unemployment, as far as uh, the economy and everything. Just absolutely unprecedented, unlike anything we'd ever seen. Now, see, (coughs) that would fit with the way things are. Because everything's exaggerated when we see this, and many times when you see a great move financially, as things that happen, Faraday, it's not uncommon, you know, to see something else happen. And overnight, we lost everything. Overnight, now we have the entire oil industry threatened, and uh, overnight we have uh, various uh, enemies now, literal enemies, China. Uh, And, of course, the the World Health Organization, we have Iran. And, of course, uh, Trump told uh, the ships in the uh, Persian Gulf to fire back at Iran if they start messing around. So you could be on the verge of World War III. No, I don't think that's going to happen. But yet you also have Israel in the mix as well, which also has the COVID going on. Now, you see, the thing of it is this could all work out just nice and hunky-dory. But even as we speak, the Democrats took no uh, no prisoners when it comes to Trump. Today, they began another investigation of him concerning the coronavirus. There's no way that they're going to be nice to him. No way they're going to give him a break. And so the the whole thing just continues to unravel. There continues to be hate in this country. There continues to be division. And I've been telling you that a house divided will not stand. So it indeed could go south, and it could go south. Now, this isn't prophecy. This is just looking at the matters practically. The the prophecy or the warning in the Spirit is this. You better be prepared this year. This is really going to be a year that you've never seen before. Not to mention the fact, when you look at what some of the others that are in the church, uh, many of them aren't even standing up against stuff when it talks about some of our main issues. But the thing of it is, is that there, no matter what the problems are in the West, the problems with the persecuted church are multiplied by probably 100%, because many of them are facing catastrophic uh, arenas of being able to even live and exist. And of course, every day I'm getting in lots of uh, contacts from the ministries that are on the front lines right now. And there's... The whole problem is this, folks, is that people are not working. There's no money that's able to go to the major ministries to help out in all the troubled areas. The people in the troubled areas have no people to help them because the ones that are there in power, many times it's radical Muslims and Hindus, are not going to help the Christians. We've been tracking this for over two decades. That's the way it happens, and I've seen it happen many years ago, and it continues to happen in India that way, it happens in Pakistan that way, and many other places. And so I'm here to tell you that although we're, we're ready to do Isaiah's apocalypse tonight This is Isaiah chapter 24 We're not going to get to it for probably another time Because I have to finish the other chapter But I got news for you When I get into Isaiah's apocalypse chapter 24 You better pay attention Because when we talk about trouble, when we talk about unprecedented uh, things going up and down, you'd better understand one thing and understand it well. We are believers in the Lord God, and he is in charge. No matter what happens, we are not walking by fear but faith. He is the one calling the shots, and we are to step out in faith-believing. You have to get into the Word. You have to understand this. And Sid Roth is right. You know, this is about getting in the presence of God. If you don't get in the presence of God enough, you're going to be fearful. If you don't get in the presence of God enough and get that assurance from the Spirit of God and just think on the things, uh, on the Word of God and meditate and, and, you know, pray about these things, and you also can be binding in the Spirit, there's a lot of things involved here. But if you don't, you're going to be fearful. Your flesh is going to take over, and you are going to have one hard time getting through this because the world is in the throes of shaking, and God is the one that's in control, and he does not take uh, prisoners captive and throws them in heaven. You have to be willing to go. Christ led the captivities captive in order to set them free, not keep them in prison. See, before he came, people were in prison. People had no hope. But when he came, there is hope and there is deliverance. So in the midst of what is coming and the shaking and the fire and this thing, God uses to draw people to himself. And he does that because he makes the nations uncomfortable. He stops the status quo. He changes things up. And he gets right into the middle of it, and what you used to love, and it was normal, and everything was fine, is gone. That's what happens. Well, folks, we've been reporting on this for a long time from the native church overseas, and there's many of them that have nothing right now. Everything is gone. So I can tell the church in America, welcome to the club. But we are here to stand, folks, not fall. We are here to be delivered and to help others in deliverance. We're not here to be fearful and afraid and fall off the end and say, well, that's it. I give up. Live or die. I want to die. No, that's not what we're here for. We're here to go forward facing and having done all to stand. Therefore, we must stand. Now, I know this is kind of abrupt. I was planning on doing this thing on Isaiah, but I could not resist. So while there's a lot of people saying, and Sid Roth, you know, God bless the man. I I know of him. I've watched him before. I, I know his doctrines. But the bottom line of it is, you know, don't let some of this speak. Let you think that it's all going to be hunky-dory because he did tell you the way to get there is through repentance. And, folks, repentance is what God has called all men everywhere to do. God commands all men everywhere to repent, but they're not going to. Christ told us, following John 3:16, which everybody knows, everybody in the backslidden church knows, everybody in the harlot church knows, for God so loved the world. But if you follow that on down, he said, they won't all come because they love darkness more than light. They're not going to come to the light, he says, because they love darkness. And that's what the world has a choice to do. They have to love the light. They have to come to the light of Christ, and they have to repent and throw off the things of the world. This is what is at stake right now. And I can tell you from being on, you know, just watching the news the way I do for years and years, and I'm talking— just countless multitudes of articles, and watching every aspect of this happening in America, I can tell you that we have got filth. We've got people that are vile. We've got snakes that are out there, and there's a venom out there, and it needs to be cleaned up. And it's in the church. It's in the poli- politics. It's it's everywhere. And they're lying. They're thieves. They they're corrupt. And I'm telling you this nation needs to repent now if you're one of the fuzzy-minded churches and pastors that have not been salt shame on you because the salt right now is only good to be thrown out and the people have got to be shaken and they're going to be to what extent only god knows but i'll tell you I would rather this not come. I would rather it just turn back and be nice and everything is back to normal. But I'm telling you that my gut, my spirit is telling me, the word of God tells me, and the spirit of God, which bears witness with me, is telling me, it is time for you to pay attention to what's happening and pay attention to your family and to your personal lives, to your spiritual lives, and understand you know, all you Americans, all of us Americans that have was raised in the churches, that had nice churches and always had missionaries, and we had jobs and everything else. I got news for you. There's Christians all over this world, and they don't have churches. Many of them have probably haven't stepped a, a foot inside a church because they've been in prison for their faith. So I'm telling you, folks, it's time to wake up. Less what you have right now, which you enjoy, is going to be taken from you because you are not prepared. You need to get back. You need to repent. You need to seek the Lord God as you've never sought him. And you need to get involved in this thing and stop messing around. Now, having said that, Tower, come on for a minute. we have got uh, a lot of things that that people have to pay attention to folks now tower you know the message that that we have tried to give out we have we haven't tried we've done it for many years
0: yes we have over 20 over two decades, it's a long time,
1: and of course, there there's n- neither one of us want to see any of this happen. As Paul said, no chastisement, you know, uh, is, is fun, <laughs> those are my words,
0: you yeah. Know? Well, I don't, I, you know, I think of all the, the people, the grand, the children, the grandchildren, you know. Our neighbors are a lot of the people we know and don't know. They're not, they're certainly not ready. It's disturbing. I don't like, I want to see people come to the Lord. But of course, you're not going to get everybody to.
1: Now, you see, the one thing the Lord had revealed to me before this COVID really, well, before it ever got to America, when it was still in China. When Wuhan came into the news, the Lord told me early one morning it was imperative for the church to stand up. Sid Roth's word and that of the other pastor backed that up. The church yeah, has remember. got to stand up. And and it's like this, folks. We need to be praying and interceding now. Now. We need to be repenting now.
0: Amen. Amen
1: period repent for you your family ask god to forgive your family i mean folks i ask god to forgive many of my family line i'll go right down and say lord forgive them and uh, you know the bottom line of it is is that we need to lift this old country up and we need to stand in because there are principalities and powers of darkness That are standing on their threshold of destroying anything that they can destroy. And right now, we are standing there in the precipice, one foot on one side, one foot on the other side, as it stretches apart. And we have to say, Thus saith the Lord God, and we must stand in the gap, and we must bring these together and let this world know and let America know that there's only one Lord God and that there's a healing and the church is standing up for that. Amen. And if we stand up, if we respond correctly, now we can, we can heal this breach. I believe we can. I always believed God. I, you know, for many years saying this, There is a time tower and I expected this to happen every day. And the more we preach, the more we warn, the longer we kept doing it. And you get to the point to where you know what's coming. But the bottom line of it is, is that, folks, uh, I pray to God that this thing will be put off. I pray that the church will repent, that we'll all repent, that it will work out, that we will get... Um, this healing that needs to be healed. Oh,
0: that would be amazing. You know?
1: And, and to get it changed, but folks, I also know that what's happening and I, I deal with these aspects every day, all the time. And I can tell you for all the years that I've been doing stuff, people do not have ears to hear today there's a few but there's many that do not
0: you know what i find disturbing in this in these days is more and more the delusion the people are deluded how they're how bad they are how you know it's just they're just so deluded the people these days you can't even talk to them you can't even reason with them
1: no because they're sold on the fact that the sins they do are okay that's where we're at today and if you persist in that God will do something to let you see that that is not the case
0: that's true
1: and I can tell you in 24 chapters so far and 44 parts this is the 44th part which we probably won't get to today Uh, We are in this aspect that I can tell you from history, from the Bible, that God is the one that's in charge of the kingdoms, that there is a judgment. And, you know, you can't talk to the people in this country to heal a breach. This has to be done through the Spirit of God. Only God can heal. Only God can convict, really. And, you know, there's a lot of people trying to heal the breach physically. Now, Trump could get in here and help all the, you know, all the other things that he did, unemployment, and he did that. But the Lord we you know we believe that He is a tool, God uses tools, He used Cyrus, and Cyrus was a pagan king in Persia, but yet God used him, and matter of fact, God called him his anointed because God uses different individuals for different purposes The bottom line of it is. Yeah, Vernon Jones, that's who it was. I just seen something come across my desk. They could zip across here just like he's the one that announced his uh, resignation I was talking about. And that's because of all the flack he's getting, and he's a Democrat. All he did was say he supported Trump. You know, Terrence Williams was receiving death threat. He called the FBI, and they started threatening him again.
0: That's horrible. They should They, they should do something about these people that are— threatening others they shouldn't get away with it
1: and so this is just uh just part of the division and hate in this country and if you let this thing go if it isn't addressed it will destroy the generations that follow us there will be no america now i'm a watchman not for america but i'm an american who is a watchman And so there's things I know about this country that God revealed to many, 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 many years ago. The first time I was uh, shown this was back, well, let's put it this way. The first time that Tower found out about it was in 19, uh, I don't know, 73, 74, 75, somewhere around in the mid-70s. 1973. I said that, but uh, that's when we got married. I couldn't remember if I had told you right away or not. but
0: folks, Yeah, you did. we hadn't been married but a few months when you told me that.
1: And the thing of it is, I knew about it then. And that was a lot of years ago, folks. And I can tell you, I don't want it to go there. If that's where it has to go, then so be it. I'm telling you that there is a way because God spoke to me not too long ago and said it's imperative for the church to stand up. Now, folks, before you stand up, you need to kneel down and repent before the Lord. Now, if you can't kneel physically, you can kneel in your heart by sitting. It's not just a physical act, but it's the heart act that God observes. So you need to kneel before you stand and then you can stand for God. Take care of the things in the closet with the Lord. He will take care of the things before you that you see for those things, which are impossible to man are possible with God. It's hard to believe tower, but I was meditating on this early in the morning and, uh, I was thinking about this, and God had put it into my heart about the impossibility which can made be made possible through the Lord,
0: yes yeah that but, that's amazing <laughs> it's a miracle, I call it miracles,
1: yeah, it is, and so when you really look at it, you think of the most impossible thing that could happen. In our country It could indeed happen And then The most impossible thing To fix it Which nobody can fix God can fix And one thing has already happened Right now The bottoming of, the, of our economy Right now The Congress is borrowing So much money That there is no looking back we could actually, America herself, could default because there's so much money right now that is that is out there. And so we are in such perilous, perilous times right now. And see, we're not to receive this with fear, folks. You need to understand that God is the one in charge. He's the one that allows this. Nothing happens unless he allows it.
0: And he will take care of his people. You better believe that.
1: And so remember to stand up. And with that, I'm going to try to finish this one thing, and then next week we'll try to start Isaiah's prophetic book.
0: Okay, I'll see you on the other side.
1: Okay, so uh, we left off in uh, at Isaiah 23.16, and I wanted to get this done because I want to make sure that I can get right into Isaiah 24. Now, we're dealing with Tyre, but not just Tyre. We're dealing with the whole coast. Uh, what we would call the Phoenician coast, uh, also the Levant. And the impact from Nebuchadnezzar, of course, all this is prophesied that Isaiah was doing. And Isaiah has been prophesying uh, about a number of kingdoms all the way along. And so in verse 17, it says, It shall come to pass after the end of 70 years that the Lord will visit Tyre, and she shall turn to her higher and shall commit fornication with all the kingdoms of the world upon the face of the earth. Now, see, we have been talking last time the 70 years. Israel was in captivity for 70 years. Tyre was in a part where she couldn't take advantage of what she did before because she was so popular. She, and, and the same uh, uh, thing is used when we describe mystery uh, Babylon as well. Because um, Mystery Babylon had convinced all the nations to commit fornication with her, the lady that has the cup of abominations. Now, see, Tyre, this 70 years, she's not going to be known. She's not going to be able to do anything. She'll be a semblance of her former self. That is the judgment for 70 years, and then she will be allowed to return to her whoredoms. Uh, there will get the commerce back in and be able to deal with all the kingdoms of the world. Now, it's interesting to note that Tyre was 70 years, for, and she couldn't commit fornication and everything because there was nothing left. They couldn't. Didn't have money, they didn't have commerce The thing was destroyed But after 70 years She's going to return to this proverbial uh, hire The children of Israel Because of their fornication Went into, uh, uh, into captivity in Babylon for 70 years And then they were delivered out of that 70 years When Persia took over And defeated uh, Babylon and commanded that Israel go rebuild the temple and, and rebuild Jerusalem and live there. And so 70 years when we see that, we see the completion of a cycle, a span. Uh, and it's it's a perfect number. You have the num- number 10, which is a number of completion as well. We see, uh, f- for instance, uh Um, Five wise virgins, five foolish virgins as ten. There's many such examples. And you have seven, the number seven, which is what we call God's perfect number. And you take seven times ten is 70 years. It represents a God number of judgment, that which is completed until the word of God is finished concerning Tyre. And then as soon as that word of God comes to fruition, is completed, she will be able to return to what she was doing. Now it was Nebuchadnezzar who raised the Babylonian empire to its glory, but the problem of it was, and of course it was Nebuchadnezzar who went through the land. That's why the Levant and everybody else was so threatened. That's why Egypt was threatened. That's why a lot of them was threatened. Uh, but it was also where Judah had gotten, uh, taken captive as well. Uh, and, uh, His son was called Evil Merodach, but it was his grandson, Belshazzar, where the writings on the wall and the Daniel prophecies occurred. Remember, it was him and his people who were having a big shindig, and they decided to take out all of the uh, utensils that they had taken captive from the temple in Jerusalem and use them. And the minute they started doing that uh, There was a hand on the wall Daniel prophesied And it was uh, a prophecy of the end And it was uh, that night That uh, Babylon fell Now, so we see here That uh, Tyre then Is going to be restored We see the fact that uh, Babylon here is mentioned, but the thing we find uh, particularly when we look at Israel, for instance, Isaiah one eight and the daughter. Um, we always referred to uh, to Israel as uh, a you know in a female uh, capacity. Um, when we talked about the church, we talked to her talk about her as the bride of Christ um, and. Uh, Revelation 17:3, 3 uh, we talk about mystery Babylon as she's described in the feminine I saw a woman verse 3 verse 4 the woman uh, verse 5 the mother of harlots all those are the same thing so when we look at Tyre it has some of the same spirits of abomination and the same thing working in her that we find in Revelation 17. And so we see that a lot. And in, Reve- and in Isaiah 23, it says, "And her merchandise and her ho- and her hire uh, shall be holiness to the Lord, and it shall not be treasured nor laid up. For her merchandise shall be for them that dwell before the Lord, to eat sufficient, sufficiently, and for clothing." Um, and many people, when you look at this. Uh, it means that at some future period after the rebuilding of Tyre, uh, a true religion would prevail there that would know the true Lord God and her wealth would be devoted to his service. Now, there are a couple of reasons that that uh, people believe this: number one would be the judgment uh on uh, Judah at the time, and many of them would have gone up to uh up to Tyre. And uh, in that whole region, so it could very well be that they brought the, their faith up there, there, and uh, it began to reach around and bring them into the context of where this would be. Uh, it was for her merchandise shall be for them that dwell before the Lord. These are people that know the Lord God, that serve him, and to eat sufficiently and for durable clothing. This is how the Lord was taking care of his people that were there. Um, and of course, uh, Tyre is going to be allowed to get her merchandise back, but it, it's not going to be for the pagans. It's actually going to be for those that dwell before the Lord. There, this is kind of interesting. And another thing that is interesting when we talk about Tyre, the Christian religion was early established at Tyre. It was visited by our Lord in Matthew 15:21. Uh, Paul himself found several disciples of Christ there on his way to Jerusalem. This is in Acts 21, uh, verses 3 through 6. So Tyre, you know, at some point, you know, they had that faith. And this is the new faith now, you know. This is not back during uh, uh, Nebuchadnezzar and a lot of this other stuff and uh, even uh, Persia. This, uh, when you go to the modern Tyre actually became that foundation. There was people that come to know uh, the Lord there. So this is interesting how God works. Uh, Eusebius uh, says that when the church of God was founded in Tyre and in other places, much of its wealth was concentrated to God and was brought as an offering to the church and was presented for the support of the ministry agreeable to the commandments of the Lord. Now, that's Eusebius uh, in uh, history, uh, his chronicles, uh, I think that's 10-4. But at any rate, Jerome also says, We have seen churches built to the Lord entire. We have beheld the wealth of all, which was not treasured up nor hid, but which was given to those who dwelt before the Lord. That's Jerome. So history says exactly what Isaiah had prophesied that for, you know, somehow the treasure that had been laid up, it wasn't hid. It was there and it was used uh, for those who dwelt before the Lord. Now, see, that says something to the church, folks. It says that God is able to bring you help when everything else is totally destroyed. And so we need to get out of the mindset, number one, That our hope is always in the flesh, that in the flesh, you know, if it wasn't for all of our churches and our economy and our money and our way of life and et cetera, et cetera, we wouldn't be anywhere. Now, don't get me wrong, living in America and having what we have, uh, you know, we've been able to bless a lot of people with that. But what if all of that disappeared? What would you do? Well, see, you got to understand God moves beyond the boundaries of what men do. And so here we see this. Now, see, we've got a lot of people in this old world that have billions and billions of dollars, and they don't serve God at all. But, see, there is wealth. There is a way God can create water out of nothing. All you have to do is tap a rock. (laughs) That's what that's what Moses did, you know, and you need food. God can send it to you. If God took care of the children of Israel uh, for 40 years in the wilderness and fed them and clothed them, do you not think he can take care of you and your family? There is no doubt that that there are horrific times that are ahead. It could be a long ways, could be a short time. But there's also a lot of false information out there. And you need to just stop listening to all the information. Weigh everything, but look to the Lord. Now, Jerome, in his his commentary, gives commentary in Ezekiel 26 and 27. He says this about Tyre. It was the most noble and beautiful city of Phoenicia as still trading with all the world. Now, see, eventually after that, Tyre was, of course, uh, there was a point in there when uh, Tyre was like that, then all of a sudden for 70 years they were totally devoid of any of that. Then God brought them back and allowed them, and they got back into it and was trading and had a lot of riches. But as we've seen from history, and uh, Jerome and Eusebius, uh, Eusebius uh, both say that uh, the wealth entire was there, and it was given to those who dwelt before the Lord. Now, see that's 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 interesting. Where do you want to be dwelling before the Lord, folks? Now, see, when you dwell before the Lord, that doesn't mean you're always on your knees in prayer. But if you're found in Christ, the best way for the New Testament to understand it is First John chapter one. And it says, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all unrighteousness. Now, that, that context in that verse also covers sin. If, if you sin, you can ask him to forgive you, and he's faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. That's where you need to be. That's dwelling before the Lord. Now, Rieland, who is a Dutch Orientalist scholar, cartographer and philologist, um, he made a lot of uh, contribution uh, to the history of early Palestine. It was very well known. You know, a lot of people tried to get in there and find out a lot of um, what was going on. Now, we found out, we know from a lot of that, Reland, he... Um, Listed bishops as having been present from Tyre at various councils And the bishops were Cassius and Paulinus, Zeno, Vitalis, Uranus, Zeno, Photius, and Eusebius And what do you see there? You see a long line of believers, bishops And so there was a lot of tough times the church has made it through a lot of tough times. But the difference between them and us, folks, we have been spoiled. Admit it. We've got smartphones, smart computers. We go to the grocery stores and we can get our food. Today, Tower and I watched a little bit of a trucker who was uh, did something on Twitter, was talking about the fact that uh, all the trucks are lined up, and it's hard to deliver your food. And most of the stores will close when they want to. And the trucks, truckers take so long to do that. He says there's no place to eat, there is no place to uh, go to the bathroom. There's no facilities. They don't have truck stops open. Nothing. And he was saying we're getting your food to you, but all you have to do is stand up and tell the people to be. To remember us, we're out on the road still working and we need facilities. We don't have a place to live. We don't have a place to go to the bathroom. We don't have a kitchen really to cook. And eat. We, you know, we're bringing your food and you can sit at home and eat. You can go to your grocery stores and get what you need. You see, this is we're so spoiled today. What are you going to do? And we found out during this thing now, entire aisles, there's nothing there because people panic. They panicked over toilet paper. I was in one store talking, and Tower and I was walking through looking for it. We really didn't need anything. And, you know, and I, I said, you know, it's like people, it's like a of the Hun is going through the land. People are panicking. Folks, you weren't even in, uh, there was no army invading you like it was in the time of Israel or any other time. Hitler wasn't running through Europe Uh, america like he did through europe but yet we panic and we blame everybody else except ourselves we turn around and castigate each other we don't give each other a break there's no mercy anywhere your social media is not social we are divided we need to be united we need to be forgiving the democrats need to throw away all this stuff and they need to repent We need to see some changes, because if you don't, you're not going to have an America left to do anything with, folks. And you can write that down in this date, because it will occur. And you will look at the people like AOC and Ilian Omar and the others that want their own version of communism or socialism. You're going to look at them, and you're going to look back and say, boy, I wish we would have had that at least. Because what happens when a great nation like ours fall? You ain't going to get socialism. You ain't going to get communism. You ain't going to get nothing. You're going to get annihilation is what you're going to get. Because the people that want the treasures in this country are willing to destroy everybody in order to get it. Father, thank you for your word today. Father, bless your people and watch over them. Help them, encourage them, and be with them. Help them not to take these words tonight in fear, but in faith. Help them, Lord God, to humbly seek your face. Father, heal them, help them, and protect them and their families in Jesus' name. And Lord, be with us as we all go through this. We know you'll be there. I open the door to tomorrow with faith, knowing That you're the God of tomorrow. And a long time ago, I made this. And it was you that brought me to that point where I said, I'm not going to fear. I will faith. Let them faith, Father. Let them be assured and walk in you. In Jesus' name, amen. And with that, next time we will begin chapter 24, Isaiah's Apocalypse. And this is actually kind of a good intro to it with everything we're doing. And we'll just call it the intro.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> because that's what it was. It was impromptu, there's no doubt.
0: Yep. It's, uh. You you think about it, you look on your life and you see America and you see yourself, you know, we are very spoiled people here in America.
1: We are But I
0: but I look to the Lord and and I'm not afraid of what's going on. I'm not in fear. I'm trusting in the Lord because he will see his people through no matter what.
1: And I believe that
0: I with do everything too.
1: in me. Now we know too. that Christians are are dying overseas. But for right now, me and my house today, we don't have those problems. We have other problems. And I know that God will make a way. We got to get out of here.
0: Yeah. Okay. Look to the Lord, and and he will keep you. And we love you, and we pray for you, and we care very deeply for you. God bless you richly. And take care. Good night, everybody.
1: Good night, everybody. We'll see you uh, tomorrow morning, matter of fact, on our other broadcast. Shalom, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warn Radio.